Alright, we've got a great episode coming up for you. I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you. Uh, this was with the head of product for Otter.ai, which is an app that I use a lot. It's not just an app. You can obviously get to it uh, through the website Otter.ai. Uh, but this was a really great interview with Simon Lau, like I said, the product manager. And I want to be honest up front, this was pretty funny. We got to the end of it. I had uh, had a great interview, really had a good time with Simon, and looked down, and the device I was using to record uh, was not on. So I still don't know. I'm going to assume that that was, of course, user uh, malfunction. But luckily, Simon had his phone out, and Otter.ai got the whole thing. So we got the transcription. We got... Uh, the audio from that. So that really saved the day. And I, I thought this was a perfect end to the interview that, uh, you know, the very app we were talking about was the one that really came through. So uh, if you're interested in finding out about the kind of the workflows of how this can be used, if you're not familiar with it, or if you are, and you're looking for some more ideas, um, as well as some insights into a little bit of a tech startup, then I think this is going to be a really interesting episode for you. So uh, check it out. It's about uh, 20, 30 minutes long. Got some great stuff in there. Uh, and uh, if you stay to the end, got a little bit of a surprise at the end. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Simon Lau about his background, Otter AI, the use of technology to increase productivity, organization, and more. And we are going to be covering, of course, some areas that can help you out in your business and life, so stay tuned. With that, let's get going. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Adam. Nice to meet you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we just sat down, actually, and we're uh, at their office space, and uh, it, this is interesting. This is actually my only my second in-person interview, so it's a little weird to do the intro and, and say hello, but it's, it's nice. I like this. I like that, too. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into it. So my first set of questions is mostly uh, about your background and a little bit of experience and kind of in the frame of productivity so that people can get a little bit of idea of where you're coming from. So if you can share as little <laughs> or as much about yourself uh, in terms of your background, your education, and, and I guess kind of your experience leading up to now. So growing up in Hong Kong where I was born, I've, I've always been sort of like a, a very studious uh, student, always you know get straight A's and be perfectly organized. So organization and productivity is sort of in me since childhood. Um, and then as I moved to the United States, I realized, wow, there's a lot of things that can be a little bit more efficient, a little bit more productive. And I sort of feel that conviction that, okay, I want to get to know how I can do things more efficiently, make myself more pro- productive, whether it's as a student or eventually as I became uh, joined the workforce. I want to always enrich myself with the best tools out there, um, with the advent of um, mobile apps at the time and that was great and that's that's when people get to try to download a whole bunch of apps and give it a try whether it is a smart calendar that can do more than just manually programming things or whatnot. So at one point in my career, I started off my career being a software developer working with enterprise software but at one point in my career I worked at a company that works on a, a smart um, assistant. Okay. Uh, it's called Easily Do at the time. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with that. You are? Yeah. Oh, wow, fantastic. Yeah, this is great. So, <laughs> so this was like before there was Google Now mm-hmm. where it's automatically connected to your calendar and connect to your contacts and connect to Facebook. So, so that's when I got really super excited about productivity. Um, so I had, I had fun at Easily Do. It was... Um, it was before there were um, other type of smart assistants, before there was Google Home, before there was Hey Alexa, 
it was a mobile app that can connect to all the different things and take care of the, all the pesky, pesky tasks in your life so that you don't have to worry about it. Um, you can remember to send a happy birthday greetings and program it in, into, into the app. So, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then throughout the rest of my career leading up to AI Sense, I've constantly been working on um, in the space of contact center, customer service, um, and obviously productivity or optimization, driving the right type of human-to-human uh, uh, -human interaction and engagement is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, so it sort of come full circle when I join AI Sense. I'm back to a startup environment where we can think about how to innovate. Um, and also I had 20 plus year experience in the speech recognition space. So in that sense, from a technology standpoint, mm -hmm. it also come full circle where I used to work on a, an older generation of speech technology and now fast forward to 2017 when AI is becoming hot again. Why? Because now we have the computation power and the ability to really democratize the building application with artificial intelligence. So that resurgence of artificial intelligence in the context of speech recognition and in the context of productivity, that combination of those three things mm -hmm. uh, really drew me to why I joined AI Sense in building the, uh, the app as it is today called Otter Voice Notes or otter.ai. That's interesting because I was thinking, uh, I can't remember if I was on the way over here or somewhere earlier, but I've been thinking about this and how um, visual recognition has been such a big thing for such a long time. I mean, it's obviously still be working on, you've got um, like autonomous cars being worked on, and a lot of that is visual, but it seems to me like there wasn't a, a big leap in, in uh, voice technology. Like you've had, I'm trying, uh, Dragon was like a nat Dragon Naturally Speaking, I yep. think. And I remember using that years ago, and I was like, well, it, it's producing something, and <laughs> somebody could use it, but I never ended up using it because it just wasn't good enough. And I've tried so many products, and I've used transcription services where you have a human being listening to it. And then once I came across Otter, I, I was like, wait a second, this is actually that like quantum leap of like, it's usable, and it's more than usable, it's good. Yeah, it's and I, I like that you said quantum leap. I, I think it's quantum leap not only in the sense of the technology, uh, that powers it, but also in terms of a leap in the utility, the number of the broad range of use cases. Um, when you mention Dragon naturally speaking, what is the typical use case? It's just voice typing. So mm -hmm. rather than typing, you speak it, right? So how interesting is that? Well, maybe it's interesting for people with carpal tunnel or mm -hmm. people with uh, with, uh, with that need, uh, being able to uh, voice type, that's great. But it, it's perceived to be a very limited set of use cases. But now with Otter, uh, when with the ability to uh, transcribe any sort of co uh, conversations, voice conversation, and be able to take notes for you and be able to summarize and be able to enrich the conversation that you've had so that it no, it's no longer forgotten. It's more than just a recording. It's more than just a transcript. It's a whole lot more, and yeah. we're just start, and we're just getting started. So that's what also what really excites me that once we launch the application and start to get a lot of feedback from the users in terms of how they're using it and how it benefits their lives, 
uh, it's very heartwarming, uh, yeah. and, and it also inspired a ton more ideas. Yeah, that. I was about to say, I'm kind of curious. So I've never had anything to do, this may be overly broad, but like I've never done anything SaaS-related or like software. That's not what I've done. But I would imagine, too, you reach that point where you start getting enough feedback or users that it kind of accelerates itself, right? Is that Absolutely. I think, and that's a, a key thing about consumer application. Um, at the beginning, we were... S- uh, before we launched Otter, we were thinking, hmm, is this, do we go the consumer route or the uh, enterprise route? Um, we decided to launch as a consumer app because we wanted to get a ton of feedback, qualitative feedback. Well, both quantitative and qualitative. But the qualitative part is very, very interesting because once, we, once we've launched it with some initial uh, concept of how it might be used, mm-hmm. Yes, it did confirm some of those uh, our initial guesses, but we've learned so much more. There are so many other use cases that we hadn't even thought of. Um, so it really acceler- accelerated uh, accelerated the learning process. Gotcha. So I've I've used it myself. So the big ones for me are. Um, literal transcription. So I've used it uh, for taking videos and stuff I want to either summarize mm-hmm. or get something out of and not spend the time um, or honestly spend a lot of money getting for really long videos. Um, you know, it saves me both. Or I can hand it off to an assistant and say, hey, please, you know, we've got meeting notes. Go uh, summarize this or type or, you know, take what uh, is available through Otter and, you know, straighten it up or put it together as an actual product sometimes. And then as well for, like, live meeting notes, kind of like what we're doing now. And no one can see this, but Simon's using uh, his phone right now and using Otter and getting it. It's kind of cool watching it. So, anyway. It's a little bit mesmerizing, too. It is. I've done it before, and then I realize I just, like, space out. So So I'm just curious, too, what are some other use cases that you guys have seen or heard back from? Yeah, so um, one interesting one, uh, and it's a heartwarming one, is um, someone who is hard of hearing. Hmm. Um, he has forgotten t- uh, to bring his hearing aid to church or to a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than driving all the way back to get it, um, he decided that, why don't I just go to the App Store or Google Play and see if there's an app that can help me, right? And somehow he stumbled on Otter. And within five minutes, he was able to get... Uh, sign up for an account and be able to get it to works, tap the record button, and be able to see the the Bible study or the sermon that's going on and be able to instantly comprehend the Yeah, and be pulled back in, kinda of be part yeah, of Yeah, and be part of that conversation. And he left a very, very heartwarming um review on the app store and basically just encouraging us, you know, think about our community. Think about the deaf and hard of hearing community. Um, even though maybe you guys are not uh, did not initially set out to yeah, yeah. to build the application for that uh, for that community, but think about it, right? Accessibility is a very important thing. Whether it is um, universities who want to provide uh, accessible classrooms, or podcasters who want to provide transcripts to you know, or, or video uh, vloggers, mm-hmm. uh, any type of Broadcasting live uh, live events, live broadcasting uh, um, in, on social media, on Facebook Live, or whatever format. You've got to include the um, the broader community. Yeah. So, so we start to see a lot of that, and especially recently, um, 
few months ago, um, three, three or four months ago, when we first launched a real-time transcription feature, um, we've been looking for what is the killer app for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we quickly realized that have, uh, having auto to live transcribe public events, such as tech conferences or just any sort of conferences, um, providing Which I that think I, bu- well, I was bugging you. I sent you an email. Where I forget, honestly. I'm sorry. Where were you guys at? You guys, was it we tech? Dis- yeah, we were at TechCrunch. TechCrunch. That's yeah, right. TechCrunch okay. Disrupt. Um, um, actually, we did three events for them. TechCrunch Disrupt San Francisco. Um, there's an AR, artif- um, uh, AR VR event in, uh, down in LA for TechCrunch. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller scale event. And then um, last weekend it was, uh, or last week it was TechCrunch Disrupt Berlin. So I flew there and, and did that. We did about like, like a handful of many other ones as well, including a portion of Web Summit in Lisbon. Okay. Um, so yeah, a whole a whole bunch of events, and that was a good marketing um, uh, activity as well because there's a lot of uh, technology lovers, uh, people who are into AI, people who are into productivity. They come to the show whether they have accessibility needs or not, they basically just saw the TV screen and was mesmerized. (laughs) Another surprising finding was also for people who are um, ESL people, right? English as a second language. So for international events, when they come to these conferences, they're like, you know, without Otter, I would not have been able to understand (laughs) what what the speakers are talking about. So they find themselves glued to the TV screen watching all their live transcription and we'll be really be able to comprehend the conversation and what's going on on stage. Um, so that's, that's, that's fascinating. No, that's, it is, and it brings up a question too for me. So um, I'm, I can speak a few words in a few other languages, but then that makes me think too, is there on the roadmap to do other languages or is it already available and I just don't know about it? Uh, it's not yet available. It's okay. some, sometime in the longer term horizon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a frequently asked question, <laughs> for sure. So I'm curious, too, just in terms of uh, AI Sense and Otter, as the head of product, um, you know, is there something that, you know, you said you kind of come full circle, you're, you know, it's more of a the startup uh, mentality or the, the layout. Um, how do you manage things, kind of turning from away from the business and more towards you? What do you find um, to be... Like, do you have a routine? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have, what do you do in terms of personal productivity? That's a very great question. I, I wish I was um, as disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound very uh, chaotic. Um, um, well, I would say that I just keep up with my emails, mm-hmm. keep up with my social media. My daily routine is checking all the various channels where whether it is a potential uh, customers of Otter or uh, existing users. Um, I find that that's a very rich source of information to really drive um, my uh, our collective understanding of the product market fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we built a product that really meet an unmet need? Um, how, ha- how we have we been doing so far? You know, with the existing product, it's a version one product. It's certainly, there's going to be things that work really, really well, uh, in which case we want validation of that. Uh, For the most part, there will be either things that do not work well, whether it's tiny bugs or usability issues, or future enhancements, where 
we want to continue to collect those data points and try to connect the dots and understand um, where Otter can potentially go strategically, from both from a product strategy and from a company strategy standpoint. Well, oh, that's really interesting. I think that um, you know, I'm glad you brought this up, and you know, no, uh, it's not that you have to have a disciplined routine, or but I think that this is an interesting one because I do some of the same things just in a different way. But I think there's that every company, every business uh, consultant, you have to have this more like holistic understanding of what's going on with your business, your product, your service. And you can't do that by just always kind of following the linear path. Like you need to absorb information uh, and and be able to then turn that into something quantitative on the output. I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a, it, ha- it needs to be a balance between uh, both quantitative, quantitative measures that most people are going to just spew on and say, okay, the DAUs, the MAUs, the, uh, the active users, the churn users, conversion rate, you know, anybody can mouth off those metrics, and it is important. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you also really need to understand the why, and oftentimes the why comes from the qualitative side of things, actual customer feedback, actual support tickets that come in, support emails that come in, you really get into understanding not only how the app is uh, being used, Mm -hmm. but also how does it work within the existing workflow of um, amongst all the other tools that's out there because nobody's going to just adopt your product and switch out another product. People are feature of uh, people are creature of habit. You know, you have an existing habit, you have an existing workflow in your organization, in your teams, or even for yourself, that it's very hard to change someone's habit. So, having that deeper understanding of what are their unmet needs based on their existing tools that they have, or the existing workflows that they have, and how do we insert perfectly to enhance their current workflow. I think that's super critical. Yeah, that's interesting because I remember seeing a statistic, and this now that I look back at it, I think it should be higher. But it's something like, you know, if you want to supplant a product or service that's already there and is performing, you know, at least okay, that you have to be at least 10% better. And I think that that might be more like 20, or you know, I'm just thinking about my own uses. Like if somebody told me to change a tool out my workflow, I'd be like, you've really got to do something special for me in order to get me to just say, okay, fine, I'm going to switch because there's a lot of pain involved with that. And we try very hard to exceed the expectation <laughs> um, in, in, in the form of uh, for transcription applications. Um, accuracy is one measure. Uh, we are definitely at the top of the market in terms of being the, the most accurate uh, transcription service or transcription application in the market. Uh, very competitive against all of the leading vendors out there. We compete on price. We are... We own the entire technology stack, so we don't do not have any dependency on uh, third-party um, speech-to-text APIs. So that's how we can keep our costs low, and we can offer a good value to our end users. Wow! All right, I did not know that. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, so this one's kind of a bigger one, but I, it's definitely one I wanted to ask because I was personally curious, and I hope that everyone listening will uh, will enjoy this too. But I'm, what's what's the goal of Otter? Like, what's the and not an end goal. I realize that that probably changes over time. But did it start out with, here's so, our goal? So I'll relay the, uh, our CEO's vision. Mm-hmm. Our CEO is Sam Liang. Um, he, he describes it as, you know, borrowing from Google's mission statement, saying that, you know, organizing the world's information. 
Um, we're going to be a little bit more focused on uh, than that. We'll organize the world's voice conversations. Because every day amongst people, uh, we, have, we have conversations. We talk. But how much of that information is actually retained? And what are the existing tools that we use or uh, to remember things? Okay, you, there's always pen and paper. You mm-hmm. take notes. But as you start taking notes, are you really paying attention and digesting and really engaging and maintaining eye contact? No, right? So being able to whether literally use pen and paper to take notes or use your laptop or whatever um, alternatives, note-taking apps, is still not good enough because it, it is taking attention away from the actual conversation. So being able to augment uh, the, the human uh, memory mm-hmm. so that it retains, it records everything. And whether you want to keep the recording or not, it tra- you know, Otter helps you transcribe it so that you have the baseline of what actually happened. And turn all of that into searchable notes. So why is it that, why, why was Gmail so revolutionary? Well, before Gmail, there, there, has, there was email, but yep. was it searchable? Maybe not as good. So Google was great at search, so they completely um, take email to the next level by not having to worry about folders and subfolders and organizing emails, right? Don't worry about it. If you're yeah, someone who don't, <laughs> yeah. If you if you're someone who's not that organized and don't want to waste time to file emails away into folders, then don't worry about it. Just search. So we want to be able to do the same thing with voice conversations. So we're the so the goal. How do you organize the world's voice conversations? Well, we have to start somewhere. We have to capture. So having a reliable recording application, mm-hmm. that's a starting point. Um, but we don't have to always be the endpoint to record everything. We're happy to work with any other recording endpoints. The whole point is that there needs to be a desire and a discipline to record everything yeah. or everything of importance that you want to be able to, um, to, to be searchable uh, later on. So you capture the information, then the next step is accurately transcribing it, turning it into text. Because if you're not doing it accurately, what's the point? Yeah. You're searching through garbage. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. So having good recording, having all the, all the ways of capturing the audio and be able to turn them into accurate transcript, that's the next step. And then the next few steps would be, okay, so how do you apply more intelligence to it? How do you identify who said what? So speaker identification to add on to the to your notes is very important so that it reads like a script. Or when you search it, you can say, oh, when did, uh, when did Simon say this? When did Sam said that? Right? You want to be able to searchable based on people. Automatic summarization, summary keywords, uh, word cloud, um, identifying what are the key points, what are the action items, what are the numbers, uh, uh, stats of importance, how often do you go through a long conversation, there was some important number that was yeah. mentioned in there and you forgot or you didn't get it down you, quite, you didn't right, get it quite yeah. right and Otter can automatically pick it up. Oh yeah, that, just while you were talking, I had that, I was writing some notes down about things I wanted to, to discuss afterwards, but I also had like three new ideas for using it. So <laughs> <laughs> I was about to bring it up and I was like, you know what, no, I've got to stick to it for the podcast. So 
Um, so uh, to switch gears a little bit, if we got up and we walked around the office around here, like what would, um, I guess, two things. Can you kind of describe to people what uh, what kind of, I guess, work is going on around here, and then what would people what would people be using for productivity around here? Is it, is it you know, uh, Trello or Evernote or other tools like that, or is it pen and paper? What kind of stuff is going on here? I think it's a broad range of tools that every, uh, we have a, I'm very blessed to work in an environment with a lot of very super intelligent, smart uh, team players uh, at, at the company. Um, and we all stay productive in our own ways. Mm-hmm. We celebrate individuality. We don't want to all say, you know, you, you all have to work in certain tools. Um, we try to uh, drink our own champagne, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. we, we try to make sure that we always use all the voice notes uh, for all of our meetings. So the moment that it, it, be, it really becomes a habit, the moment that we sit down in a conference room, start recording, because every bit of information that we discuss is very important. That's why we come to work. That's why we have meetings. So adding more value to your meeting is super critical. So starting with remembering to record every meeting, it's a good habit to to have. Because the moment that you step out of the meeting, you're going to realize, oh, we just discussed that and we've forgotten about that. Thank goodness I can rewind back and scroll oh, back yeah. and see what we discussed in order. Uh, makes sense. So uh, then personally, I guess, and people are always interested, and I, I like to ask this too, but do you have anything, with, what's like your go-to um, things for just keeping track of ideas, or what do you use throughout the day? Yeah, so I I like Trello. You mentioned Trello. Um, love Airtable. Um, it's, a, it's one of the newer tools that I adopted um, in the recent years. Um, just the usual, we use Jira for capturing requirements, um, the usual Google Docs, you know, the whole Google Suite, Google Spreadsheets, because it's, uh, it helps uh, collaboration. Um, Slack for team co- collaboration, that's what we use mm-hmm. uh, for team communication. Um, the search part is a little bit tricky. I would say it's not uh, optimized for search, but I'm sure that they will improve. Yeah. Uh, any any chance of, or maybe it has been already, is there an integration with Slack and Otter? Uh, stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. Oh, man. Um, so in terms of um, you've, you've had a, uh, a good history uh, in technology and in the area, um, is there anything you've seen kind of coming up and working for several different companies that kind of in the technology sector at least, is there something that a lot you see a lot of people either needing help or in terms of productivity, is there one thing that you're like, man, I wish either people would have taught me this or I constantly see that, you know, a lot of people need help in this one area. Is there anything like that? Hmm. Feel free to say no. I'm just <laughs> Um, I don't have a very strong um, and, um, insights in that. <laughs> I, would, I would venture to say that I think the more that we can... Um, templatize or have best practices for certain things so that the people who are really good at a very knowledgeable certain area and they can sort of just build those things into templates so that people can just follow. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be a good example? So when, when Airtable is more than just a Google Sheets where you can create from scratch but then they already have templates to say, oh, if you want to do a project management, there's an air table for that, right? I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You're not starting from scratch. 
or you know any sort of uh, when sketch as a design you have sketch libraries uh, to you know certain things that widgets are already built for you and you can start from there uh, or there's startups that are try to innovate with um, drawings uh, that are templatized or predicted uh, predictive based on AI so based on what you are you want to sketch a dog and then an arrow and then a flow chart with the owner and dog walking and if you're not an artist and you're not able to sketch it real quick, uh-huh. but if you can just sort of type or speak it and say, I want to, I want to draw this diagram, and you can instantly crank that out, uh, I think that's very powerful. So we need to inject a little bit of AI in everything where, so that it really, it doesn't replace human being, it augments and makes human beings more productive. Definitely. I think that's really a key point. There's always going to be fear about AI replacing human beings, I, and I couldn't stress enough that, yes, there eventually there might be a fear for that, mm-hmm. but in the interim, there are so many use cases where AI is really augmenting human, power, uh, human brain power yeah. to help you to be more productive, to help you do your job better, to right. save you time. Yeah, and I like the uh, idea you had, or the, you mentioned the drawing and, and doing that, and I'm one of those people that's kind of like stick figures and you know, it doesn't turn out right, but sometimes I want to sketch something. I can see it in my head, but I can't make it, and it's just going to augment what I'm able to do. And, yeah, I, I look forward to a lot of this stuff coming to fruition. I'm not a part of it, but I look forward to, to seeing it. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, but I do have one last question for you, but uh, before I get to that, is there anything else as far as uh, AI Sense or Otter that you want people to know about? Well, I want people to download it. <laughs> it's a free application. Um, it comes with um, 600 minutes per month for free. It's a lot of our users are telling us it's the most generous free trial in the market in terms of a transcription application or note-taking app. So 600 minutes, that's 10 hours per month. It's, uh, and when you use up that 10 hours, then the next month we give you another 600 minutes. So, how cool is that, yes, right? Yes, that's very so nice, and I make it. <laughs> and so, and that's really just wanting to get everybody into a habit of yep. recording and taking notes using a powerful tool like Otter. And once you depend on it, you you bound to go over 600 minutes. Then at that point, we charge a low price of ten dollars or 9.99 mm-hmm. per month for 6,000 minutes. That's like That's 100 hours. That's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Again, we're really disrupting the transcription um, industry. Out there in the market, typically what you pay for is a dollar a minute for human transcription. Mm-hmm. And somewhere around the ballpark of anywhere between $0.02 cents to $0.10 cents per minute for automatic transcription. We're way below that if you do the math. Yeah. So six thousand minutes for ten dollars a month—that's uh, that's a bargain. So we just want it to be a no-brainer. Uh, all you have to do is just download the app. It's available for iOS, Android, and also available as a web application. So just go to otter.ai, O-T-T-E-R.ai, and sign up for a free account and have fun. Cool. Play with it. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, highly recommend uh, everyone listening to check it out. There's a use case when I uh, uh, write this up and check the description, or if you're reading this on the website, you can check it out. But I've got a few of my favorite uh, use cases, and a lot of them are based around content production, uh, but there's many others, and obviously we've talked about a few of them here. So 
All right, time for the final question. Uh, and I didn't prep uh, Simon for this, so uh, hopefully uh, it turns out that he likes to read. If not, any media is a good answer. But uh, what book would you recommend uh, for anyone to read? It can be about productivity. It could be your favorite book of the month, uh, but any, any one or two books. Um, it's not about productivity. Yeah. Uh, it's just don't sweat the small stuff. All right. Um, I think just how I, I like to carry my life and how I like to engage with people who don't sweat the small stuff. It's good. I will have to check it out. I don't think I've actually read it, but I like it because I know the follow-on to that is and don't worry about it because it's all small stuff. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Simon. I appreciate you taking the time today, and thanks for sharing all this with everybody. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. And thanks to you for listening to this podcast episode today. It can be really beneficial to hear about how others approach productivity, organization, and optimizing their business and life. And if you're interested in taking your productivity and efficiency up a few notches, head to www.productivity.academy start. There, you'll find my Productivity Academy guidebook, which I recommend for all listeners who want to improve their lives and know that there are better ways to getting where they want to go. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. This is going to be too funny if this turned off. <laughs> At least I have this. I'm very glad that you turned that on. I think it turned off. Or I did something wrong. Wow.